Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hey everybody, Jose Young's here, MMAfighting.com here for a non-MMA Fight Week preview. Uh, obviously this week, first of all, happy Hispanic Heritage Month, everyone. And you know when that kicks off, you know there's one thing that's around the corner, and that's a Canelo Alvarez fight on Mexican Independence Day weekend. So he's fought this week for the past, I don't know, godly how many years, and I think it's five years to the day or the weekend of their last fight between Canelo Alvarez and Triple G Gennady Golovkin. A little bit of a controversy, and I'm like that that's a bit of an understatement. Um, first fight, I scored it. I thought it was pretty obvious Gen- Gennady Golovkin won. I thought it was clear as day. And I'm the biggest Canelo Alvarez mark you'll meet. The second fight, I get why you, they could score for Canelo. I actually scored it a draw. Gennady Golovkin Ooh. thought he won. So at worst, he should be 1-0-1 oh, in my book. But instead, he's 0-1-1. Oh, and, oh, and, and in Triple G's mind, he's 2-0. and oh. So I'll use this to bring in my co-host jed Mishu, what did you make of their first two fights oh this is i'm so glad we're starting off with fire because i agree everybody with eyeballs except for the apparently the people who mattered in the first one obviously triple g won the first fight i am i'm not a guy i'm not one of those guys who's like boxing's corrupt and the judges are uh doing this mainly because like i just that's not the simplest answer. Incompetence is always a more obvious answer than corrupt. That one made me feel like maybe somebody is, maybe some shenanigans are happening here because clearly Triple G won that fight. Anybody who was watching it outside of Canelo had to have thought so. So 100% I thought he won the first one. I thought Canelo won the second one though. I, I went and rewatched it uh, this morning before because I knew obviously we were going to do this. Hadn't watched it in a while. It's been four years. Like, yeah. Let's see if my memory holds up. That fight honestly was closer than I am at, like remembered mm-hmm. it being. Because mm-hmm. I remember 
And some of it, I think, also was the commentary. Because as I rewatched this morning, the commentary was incredibly pro Canelo for the rematch. Uh, and I, I get why. he He's the underdog coming in. Everybody recognized that he lost the first one. He was doing a lot of really dope shit. Like, let's just be real about it. He was, he was fighting really well. I didn't remember how much success Triple G had in some of the middle rounds. Uh, mm-hmm. And so... When I rewatched it, I still ultimately scored the fight for Canelo, um, one, uh, seven to five or whatever. Uh, I have no issues with the with the six six. I think it might be a little tougher for me to find seven rounds for Triple G to have mm-hmm. won that rematch, but I can see six for him. So, I I view this as a legitimate. This should be a legitimate trilogy, right? Both guys mm-hmm. should have won one apiece, and now we've got the third. I had totally expected you to to be on board i did not think you would have thought that 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 second one was a draw well people forget the first fight Gennady golovkin just outboxed canelo alvarez like took it, school. It, it was the power the technique the precision the footwork everything this was it was it was the crowning achievement of triple g's career where for years he he was stuck in russia being overshadowed and then he came over and this was his first real premier opponent this was supposed to be a signature win, and Canelo Alvarez was beating the Miguel Cotos and the Amir Khans and everything, but everyone was calling for this Triple G fight. And then when it, after he beat Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., and he came out and they did the face-off in the ring, the lights went on everything, that was supposed to be Canelo's big premier win that gets him to superstar. Because for as much as everyone loves Canelo and everyone says he's the pound-for-pound best, the phrase running from opponents has plagued him his entire career like let's not so ridiculous let's 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 just overlook the fact that he's gone up weight classes like six times to try to become the undisputed champion in weight classes he's way too small for like everyone calls for like let's let's make go up and down with weight so when he does it he gets called for running from opponents but when he doesn't do it he gets called out for for backing down from bigger opponents so regardless of what Canelo Alvarez does, he's going to be plagued with the running and scared opponents. But the first fight, like I said, I thought it was pretty obvious for Triple G. We can thank our very good friend Adelaide Bird for that very bizarre scorecard. I think, what did she have? Like, it was, what is 118, 110, which is just unfathomably horrendous for a scorecard. It's not good. It's not good. No. And like I said, the first fight, Triple G just outboxed him in every. And if there's a if we're if this is a video game and you are building an opponent of boxer and there are stats that you can add to, like stamina, technique, power, precision, footwork, endurance, all this, Triple G was above in all of those against Canelo Alvarez. Now the rematch, I think it's a little ironic that Triple G basically called out Canelo for the better part of, what, six months to do that that rematch. Obviously, he got bumped back because of the failed drug test for Canelo Alvarez, which we can't not mention. Canelo Alvarez eventually... Triple G was in the media saying, like, he cheated. I don't believe him. I believe Canelo Alvarez said it was, like, horse meat or something like that that he had eaten, like some sort of tainted meat or supplement love, love in Mexico. tainted meat. Yes. Frank, Frank Mir special, baby. Correct. So I believe it was something like that in Mexico, which is... And he moved his camp to America... Canelo spent that entire year or so basically just saying calling Canelo Alvarez a cheater, which is why this fight, the first fight was built on respect. The second fight was built on blood feud over steroid accusations. And if you remember, Triple G basically called out Canelo saying, like, meet me in the center of the ring and throw down. Let's both go forward. 
Now, Jed, you said you just watched the second fight. How did Gennady Golovkin fight that fight? Because it wasn't what he said it was going to be. Dude, Canelo just took the took the middle from him, and yeah, that like that, like I said, that I thought that was a lot of the reason why the commentary was what it was because they were all. I mean, every other word was, dude, Canelo's standing toe to toe with him. I didn't. I don't think Triple G expected Canelo to be willing to just stand in the middle and trade with him, and it's Triple G that's backing up, and it's all right. Like all of that's totally true. Triple G just got. He gave ground constantly to Canelo, which is definitely not something I thought that would happen. And it's still even kind of shocking, even what, even with what happened to Canelo afterwards. You know, he fights Sergey Kovalev. This dude doesn't give two craps <laughs> about, about. He ain't afraid of no man. What a weight class, so, right? Yeah, I, who needs him? It's unnecessary. <laughs> and so, like, obviously, he wouldn't be scared to stand in and throw down with Triple G in the dead center. But it's still kind of shocking, especially when you consider that first fight and and the narratives around it. Yeah, it's all wild. Yeah, and that and I don't even just like Canelo did push forward and he did try to meet Triple G in the center of the ring. But I honestly like I've seen I've watched that fight like a hundred times. I don't knock Triple G for his approach to that fight either. Because I love Can- his fight. Canelo just rushed not rushed, but like powered forward. He was like a bull going forward with flurries and power and technique. And Triple G fought off his back foot almost the whole fight with a wicked jab like that jab was clearly giving canelo problems and in the final rounds when trip when canelo had just i'm not saying he blew his gas tank because canelo's gas tank is almost infinite but he was clearly slowing down a bit and triple g would would connect with these flurries late in the final round like from the center from the middle rounds to the end triple g was finding success I loved his approach, and I don't know, and I don't know if that's something he knew he would take advantage of, or if that if he saw Canelo coming forward, or if for the, that those twelve months he said Canelo, meet me in the center of the ring, and then when Canelo he did, him. he just gamed him. I don't know what his reasoning was, but I loved both of these men's. I loved both of their game plans. It worked masterfully for both of them which is and i i'd score it a draw i understand why canelo thinks he won i understand why triple g thinks he won i don't think triple g won if it's if i have to pick it's probably 51 49 canelo just for being the aggressor but this fight was unbelievable unbelievable so the the second fight is so the first fight's a good fight right the second fight second is, fight is, is a, a better fight it's a much better fight um and i'm i'm with you i loved I just loved seeing because I, I don't believe that Triple G gamed him. So to me, it felt like he adjusted on the fly, mm-hmm. and and I think and, and to me that is what played out if, when I rewatched it too was because early he is backing straight up in the first few rounds, all that pressure from Canelo. He's backing straight up, and Canelo is is running the dance. He's getting the better of it. Once he starts circling a lot more, moving out on angles. Then he's firing his, he's still working that jab. The jab was ever present, but he's landing more combinations behind it, especially on the pivots. And that's where he really started to have a lot more success, especially like you pointed out as Canelo started to slow down a little bit because, and we're going to talk about it for this fight, but like Mm -hmm. the other thing, when you watch that fight, it wasn't as prevalent to me in the first one. The speed difference between them is substantial. Mm -hmm. Very much. And I have to imagine I think that it's only going to be worse this iteration, 
though I guess there's maybe an argument that Canelo will have a little less speed because he spent so much time moving up, putting on weight. His body will carry that a little a little different, but Triple G's 40, and he's going to be a lot slower. And that that was also one of the big things, just the difference in in how fast I each man was punching. They were they looked like different weight classes more than just the fact that Triple G was obviously a bigger dude. Yeah, let's talk about the size difference and the disparity in the in the age and all that. Like, yes, Triple G is forty, which is not a knock in his favor in this fight whatsoever. <laughs> Doesn't help anybody to be forty no. in combat sports. No, and I think it is very bizarre where in this day and age where people want to collect belts and they want to move up and down, like you see Usyk moving up, you see Mayweather moving up, you see Pacquiao moving up. For 16 years, 15 or 16 years, I can't quite remember the exact number, Triple G has been at 160 pounds, has not budged at all. He's like, this is my weight class, and this is where I'm going to fight. Canelo hasn't fought at 160 pounds in three years. He's fought from 168, and then he just fought at 175. The dude is putting on muscle. And he's getting bigger and bigger and just more built. Now, his last fight against Bivol, I think that just finally caught up to him. You can keep moving up and wait, but eventually weight classes are there for a reason. And I've compared this for the people that are listening to this that only watch MMA. I described that fight against Bivol in the same way I described the Conor McGregor's first fight against Nate Diaz. Conor just showed up. He just showed up 168 and goes, this is what I walk around at. I've been melting fools with my power and precision and everything. And though, but those are people his size. Eventually he ran into someone bigger than him and has more endurance, more strength, more stamina, everything. And Nate Diaz just- And he's just and, a damn good boxer. Like also, and he's just, just a damn good boxer. Correct. And so when Connor ran into Nate, he just ran into a bigger guy and Connor hadn't put, he hadn't built his body to fight at 170. And that was the big story going into their rematch that he, you know, he, he put this camp together to fight as a welterweight. Canelo, his ability to, the way I describe, he, he neutralizes his opponent's skills early in the fight and then takes over and then just dismantles you in the later rounds. Like people will find success. Like Billy Joe Saunders clearly won rounds against Canelo. Bivol obviously won rounds against Canelo because he won, but Cotto has done well. Um, pretty much people that can, Lara, Kovalov, uh, Mayweather, of course, like they don't fall into the trap of Canelo neutralizing their skill set, and then they aren't overwhelmed by Canelo. Now, Canelo's ability to lose early in the rounds, but willing to give up rounds because he's go- using that wicked hook to the body. And when you you know it's coming and his opponents block it, but when you get into rounds seven and eight and you've been getting punched in the arm for seven or eight rounds, eventually your arms stop working. And that's when he takes over because he whittles your arms and body and torso down, and then he just overwhelms you. That works really well when you're fighting people that are just as strong or weaker than you. When you fight someone like Bivol, who is huge compared to Canelo, and in the ninth, tenth round, Canelo is whipping that, plan. whipping that body shot, and Bivol's still taking it. It's a bad time for Canelo. So I'm very curious if. Triple G, obviously Triple G was there because I don't know if anyone, if you were aware of this, but Triple G was there because everyone was, this fight was was signed before yeah. the Biffle fight happened. And Triple G was there to enter the ring to face off with Canelo. So yeah. when it didn't happen, Canelo, Triple G was clearly, was obviously there. He's watching this. He goes, oh, if I withstand the storm, I can take over. Maybe that's what happens. Maybe not. But 
What do you make of this fight compared between Triple G and Canelo in 2022, no less? 2000, that, see, that's the key, man. It is. The 2022 is so different. I actually, I like I said, I remembered that second fight much different than it actually played yeah. out as I rewatched it because I remember thinking that fight, oh, Canelo really just kind of took it to him at that point because... Like, let's be honest. I think Triple G was losing his fastball before their first fight. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's been fighting forever. <laughs> like, he is 40, and he's been fighting his entire life since he was, like, 10 years old or whatever. You know, the the whole Olympic background. He just he got a lot of miles on him, man. And so I thought coming into that first one, I I was that was why I was so upset with the draw. Because I, I thought, this is it. This was his time. Yeah. Because he's not gonna he's not gonna have this anymore. To his credit, he is still, and some of it's been a little uglier than maybe you want it to be. But he's still out here, still getting good wins, still performing well, doing the things he needs to do. And so when I rewatch that second fight, and it's so much closer than I envisioned, because all I could remember from that one previously was just the speed difference, the fact that Canelo is ripping power shots, Triple G's just. In my memory, it was Triple G trying to jab off a, like a thunderstorm and that mm -hmm. not working. Not how it played out. So to one extent, I am honestly a little, I feel a little better about that. A, a little better about the fact that he didn't really get overwhelmed. I still, because if, if the reason he lost the second one is he just got overwhelmed by the younger dude, it really doesn't speak well <laughs> to a third fight when he's four years older. I, I'm a really interested in how he approaches this fight, though, I guess, is because those are still real things. He is still mm -hmm. much, much older. Uh, he is not wearing it as well as he once once nope. did. And I'm really curious what Canelo is going to look like fighting back at, at middleweight now. Like uh, he, He's been away from this weight so long. Does he still carry... When he comes back down, is the speed still there, or is he a little slower because he's been bulking up? Because honestly, I think if he's a little slower, that probably does play in, into Triple G's hands a little bit. It helps him a lot because that jab is still going to work. Canelo still doesn't have a great answer to the jab. He can jab back, and he did mm -hmm. so effectively in the second one, but his jab is not Triple G's jab. Triple G has one of the thuddingest, which I don't think is a word, but I'm going to make it one, one <laughs> of the thuddingest jabs in the sport, man. And so, I don't know, I'm... I am obviously still going to, I believe in general that youth will carry the day. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of questions too, because you talked about Canelo's body work, legendary. Obviously it's a core principle to what he does. Triple G barely threw any shots to the body in, in that rematch. And he eats a lot of body shots from and his he opponents. Takes, and he, he takes, takes a lot. a ton of them. And that is, that's a huge weakness here especially if he's still going to eat those and Canelo has bulked up, added more power, that's a problem. And, like, look, call me crazy. I just love rib roasters, baby. <laughs> like, I just think the best way to box people is to punch them in the gut because their heads heads are difficult to hit, and Canelo rolls pretty well. He slips very well. A jab is obviously going to find the mark. Harder to land power punches. But you rip him to the gut and youth will youth will fade if it gets punched in the stomach a bunch. You know, we sure. can even that playing field out. So I know it's not a thing Triple G does a ton, but I would love to see him do more of it here. I like I 
I have more questions than I did after rewatching it because I thought it was going to be clearly one-way traffic, and maybe that's still the case. I think there's a world where Triple G can win this, though. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, like let's, it's, it's, he is 40, and I don't remember, I'm not, I'm going to butcher his last name, Sergei Devinchenko, I think was his, I, is how you pronounce his last name. That was not an easy fight for Triple G. That was a, like, he got, he was wobbled many a time in that fight, and he still pulled it off, so no knock on that him, he still the, got. That was the fight I thought we were done. That, yes. was, that was the fight where I was like, oh, we've, we've ended the Triple G fun time. Now it's going to be sad. And now look at. But then if you look at Canelo's, I'm going to describe Bivol right now. This is this is how I would describe Bivol. Quick footwork, high fight IQ, fast combos, dynamic striker. Erase Bivol. You can write Triple G right in there. Same style yeah. of fighter. Canelo, this is going to sound weird, but Canelo find, has the... Canelo's weaknesses shine when he fights a guy who can outbox can box. him. <laughs> Yes, who can box? Like he overwhelms yeah. his opponents. Like, like I said, he, like he 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 retired Billy Joe Saunders. Like Billy Joe Saunders is like two hundred pounds right now, and he's never fighting again. Like he he essentially retired Miguel Cotto, um, and then obviously he just dismantled Kovalov. But they were winning rounds against Canelo before Canelo just overwhelmed him at the end. Triple G, I think I'm in the I'm in the class that when you're 40 you should just cut less weight than you were in your younger days. So I'm in the c- category where these those few pounds that Triple D doesn't have to cut is probably going to be a ben- beneficial to him. How it will affect him against Canelo, I'm not sure. But then if you look at Canelo's like like we were talking about body shots, like if you watch that Billy Joe Saunders fight, it was body shot, body shot, body shot, and then when he went for the uppercut to the body, and Billy Joe Saunders went to cover up. And he, and then instead of going to the bottle, he just looped around and broke his Takes orbital bone. Just take just just basically like like my pay. I think just took his eye away from him. 
Kill Bill style. So yeah, it's a tough fight for Triple G. It's a tough fight for Triple G. But like my my colleague back home in Rhode Island said, I've never seen Triple G lose to Canelo Alvarez before. And I was like, hmm, that is a fair I mean, that's assessment. A, that's, that's a fun way to couch this fight. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, hmm. So I, I think you struck on something that I do want to talk about. I am not, like, I'm not the deepest boxing guy. I watch sure. all the big fights. I'll watch, you know, if there's nothing else going on, I will watch whatever's on ESPN on Friday nights or whatever. Like, I, I love boxing, I'm, but I'm not, I already am too deep into stupid MMA to also <laughs> get deep into another combat sport. Which, by the way, if you are listening to this and you're not a boxing guy, let me just say, one, congratulations, you've stuck with us for 20 minutes for something you don't care about. I love you for it. Thank you. Become more of a boxing fan. Yes. Because when you rewatch, if you just go rewatch the first, the, the second Triple G Canelo fight, is one of the things that struck me. I even took a note down to make sure I mentioned it. Is high level boxing oh. is so much better than oh. than honestly any other sport. And it's really weird to say that and to say that MMA is my primary passion, etc. But actively, a championship level boxing match is so much more fun to watch than the most elite level MMA fight because you get, you actually get tactical things happening. Yes. Like we see that once, once in a generation, there's a fighter who makes adjustments. That is why, like legitimately this is why people are so stoked on Volkanovsky Holloway yes. is just, Oh look, these are two dudes who are actually making adjustments both between fights and between rounds. And they never see that in MMA because it's, at best, like champion champion level fighters, make one adjustment a fight. They don't adjust and then counter, and it moves and counter moves. You get nothing but that in high level boxing. Every round is very different. The stories are shifting and moving. It's awesome. I say all that to say this: for as lauded and good as Canelo is, I'm not sure he's good at boxing, and I know that that's a hot take. He's obviously great at boxing, but like, I think some of it is just he is an unbelievable athlete. And to your point, because when the reason he loses rounds to people is they just outbox him. And it's tough sure. to outbox him for 12 rounds because at some point the disparity in his physicality takes place and his game is built very well around those physical advantages. But like, if you can neutralize that difference, like like Bivol did just by being large, basically, right? Then he doesn't... It's a real struggle for him to overcome that. Gennady can't neutralize the athleticism difference for this trilogy. Like, there's too big a gap, especially at the age, I think. But I do think he is a better fundamental boxer. And so he will win rounds. And it is a question to me, really, for this third fight of, can he win enough rounds and can he survive the inevitable... Canelloing of this fight in the middle. I don't. I honestly don't know if he can actually win on the judges' cards, just based on how this fight will look. The optics of it are not going to favor him. But whether he will win in the hearts and minds of like me and the people watching, I, I don't know. I think he could. And now I'm. I'm. I have a lot more hope that this will be way cooler than I thought it was going to be. I guess. Yeah. And can Triple G one? Yes. I think he clearly won one, if not two. Um, the way you describe Canelo, you could just say the same thing about Anthony Joshua. Like, just physically oh, yeah. bigger same than fight. him. Same, same fight. Same guy. Same guy. Like, just 
an incredible boxer, but then when you stick him in there with someone like Alexander Usyk, who is one of the three best boxers, like boxers on planet Earth, he gets just outworked. And then at the end, Anthony Joshua himself says, he goes, strength doesn't matter. It's all about the technique. I'm like, well, you're not wrong. Now, I'm in the actually I'm going to I'm in the opposite of you. I think if Triple G is going to win, it has to be on the judges scorecards. I don't think Triple G can stop Canelo. And I, can he win on the scorecards? I do. Because uh, Canelo doesn't. It's Canelo. I agree. Really, I don't think Triple G, just so we're clear. I don't think Triple G can stop Canelo either. Because I don't think anyone. No one this, can stop that. Dude. I don't think anyone in this weight class can stop Canelo. Now, Triple dude, I'm G's, not sure like Anthony Joshua could stop Canelo, man. I mean, when, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I he think, might be able to because he has a cannon for a hand, but like, is yeah, you're not wrong. I Triple G starts very slow at times. Canelo always starts hot. Now, if the other one, if 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 they just withstand each other and then meet at the end, maybe something different happens at the end. But I think Triple G is going to have to outbox Canelo like Usyk outbox Joshua. I think that's how it's going to have to be done. My official pick is not going to be that, but I do think Triple G can do it and will, but I don't think he will. So before I give my take and before we wrap this up, Jed, what is your official prediction for Triple G Canelo 3? Or Canelo Triple G 3 champion does get the the, the top billing. Yeah. Uh, my official prediction is going to be Canelo by decision. I'll go 8-4 for, I mean, the, let's be, the judges' scorecards are going to be all over the place because they never agree on rounds. I'll say eight to four uh, is probably what I'll score. I think, like I said, I think Gennady uh, can can have success. I think the optics are going to be bad for him. I think most of this fight is going to look like Canelo is in charge, even if maybe that's not true all the time. And so he'll Canelo will get more rounds. Yeah, I think Canelo has never been more motivated to dispatch an opponent. That's pretty true. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of facts of plans. A, he wants to erase the image of him losing to Bivol. B, he genuinely hates Triple G. Like, he hates this man. He, I think he's going to want to hurt him. Uh, I think he want, he's going to want to put get past this so then people can stop asking about Triple G. Triple G is 40. Start slow. I think the damage will catch up to him. I think, Triple, I think Canelo is fighting in his optimal weight in a weight class that Triple G has never fought at. I think Canelo stops him in rounds 10 or 11. I think he's going and, and like we like we both said, Triple G's biggest weakness is attacks to the body. Canelo's biggest strength is attacks to the body and his power. I love Triple G. I love Canelo. I'm a huge I'm a, I've said this many times on many a show. I'm one of the biggest Canelo marks you'll meet. I can admit when he loses, I think he lost the first one. I think the second fight was a draw. I think he finishes trip. I think he finishes forty-year-old Triple G in rounds ten or eleven. That's my official pick. Wouldn't it all surprise me? Let me not play devil's advocate, but as we'll wrap up here, <laughs> let's let's play this out both ends of it. Right? What happens if the worst happens for for Canelo and he loses this fight? Like, yeah, because I he shouldn't, but he's coming in as a big favorite. He's obviously coming off the loss to Bivol. The Bivol fight, questions about whether that fight should have happened, plagued Eddie Hearn, etc. He's still the biggest star in boxing. That doesn't change. But what happens with a loss to Triple G? Like that's that feels bad for him, right? It's like, it's like it's really very bad. It's the big difference between Canelo and Anthony Joshua. When Anthony Joshua lost two to Usyk, he still had Tyson Fury 
that wanted to fight. He still had Deontay Wilder. He still has a third fight against Andrew Ruiz. Like those are viable options that people will want to buy. Canelo's biggest problem is his best dance partner that will draw the most attention is he's fighting this weekend. And if he loses, who's the next big one that he could fight? There's no one on the level of, of, of infamy as Triple G right now. Like Crawford Spence has to happen later this year, and we could talk about weird matchups like that down the road, but that's not going to happen either. That fight would never happen, but let no. me be clear. Crawford Canelo would can rule. It'd never happen. You think Crawford's going to beat Spence? I do. Hmm. I love Bud. I won't like it won't shock me if Spence wins. I love Bud. I think Bud's dope. We'll t- we'll have to do a preview show for that one. When that you know what we're not going to talk about it because if we talk about it, it won't happen. And oh yeah, that's the we, gotta, rule of we can't talk about it. Gotta Just like Anthony it. Joshua versus Tyson Fury is not going to happen ever, ever in the history of boxing. But anyway, this has been Jose. That's been Jed. This is I think the first boxing preview show we've done on the podcast network. Correct? I think so. It has to be. So we'll pro- we'll Breaking try to do more ground. of this. So j- to reiterate, Jed's official prediction: Canelo by decision. My official prediction, Canelo finishes Triple G in rounds 10 or 11, and then we move on and we move past this chapter in one of the best rivalry trilogy fights we'll get of this generation. True. Love you guys. Peace. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.